right. Hello, everyone. My name is Sianna Wynn. I'm a sophomore here at Arcadia. And thanks for tuning in and listening to Arcadia Sport Management first ever podcast show. We are excited to finally launch our podcast show and thought it would be a great idea for our first guest to be no one other than an alumni member from the university. With that being said, today I'm honored and excited to talk with Aaron Meisner. Aaron graduated from Arcadia in 2017 with a bachelor's degree in psychology and a minor in sport management. While at Arcadia, Aaron played on the women's field hockey and lacrosse team where she broke many records. Aaron, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be on the first ever podcast show. Yes, thank you. All right, so let's get started. So can you just briefly tell me about your background? I know I kind of just briefly mentioned it in the beginning, how you graduated in 2017 with a psychology and a minor in sport management, but just briefly just give us a background of how you are and where you got to from today. Absolutely. Well, I graduated, well, I graduated um, from a high school in South Jersey and I knew I wanted to stay close to home. Um, going through the recruiting process for both hockey and lacrosse. I had a love for both sports, so I wanted to continue um, at a college where I was able to play both. Arcadia was a no better option for me with having the same head coach for both respective sports, so I, it worked, couldn't have worked out any more perfectly. Originally, I was looking into the biology pre-PT track at Arcadia and then I found out freshman year that psychology, I mean biology and chemistry was just not for me. So then I went into the psychology route, um, loved it, explored it, was thinking um, to do, uh, pursue sport psychology and because I just wanted to stay in sports. I just loved it and I knew that was, that really spoke to me throughout my whole career. I played both hockey and lacrosse for 12 years so going after after college, I just couldn't have that feeling of um, letting it go. So then I was part of the first ever class of uh, sport management with Dr. Kim, and he really um, grabbed me in and you know tried to give me every opportunity coming from his background and just really showing me the ropes of the different things, and I couldn't. Um, I thought of a better way to start my career within sport management than at Arcadia, even though it was just for a minor. So he was really great at giving me best of both worlds and then teaching me the teaching me the ropes. Um, from there, I graduated from Arcadia and then went on um, to SUNY Cortland where I got my master's in sport management. I luckily was the graduate assistant um, coach at um, Cortland for field hockey and then I at the same time was able to become the volunteer assistant for women's lacrosse so I got the best of both worlds there also and had a great experience there after I graduated in December of 2018 from SUNY Cortland I became the assistant women's lacrosse coach at Muhlenberg College in Allentown PA and then from there, I became a game day event manager manager for the Women's Professional Lacrosse League over the summer. I knew I wanted to go into um, more operations field for the sport. I wanted to get away from coaching. And there was a role that's really, really, really rare of director of operations. And I luckily, um, found out that there was an opening here at Johns Hopkins 
Um, they've never had anyone fill this position before. It was brand new and um, my connections at the Women's Professional Lacrosse League helped me um, put me into this direction of meeting with the staff, interviewing, and then luckily over the course of the summer um, was able to get the position here and I've been here for over a year and a half now. So. Nice, nice. It's actually funny you said that in the beginning, how you started off freshman year and wanting to go into the PT route because I found myself the same way. And talking with Dr. Kim, he always told me that since I'm a sophomore now, I'm still taking those credits, but I'm starting to find out like you, like, I'm not really sure if the bio and chemistry stuff is something I want to stick with, but I definitely am the same with like, just want to be within sports. So he tells me all the time. I know it's not that way. A lot of people who I, um, who I entered Arcadia with my freshman year kind of fell off the same track. And I kind of made, made a couple of my close friends um, through the sport management program because there was only four of us in there in the inaugural group. Yeah. Um, so it's so great to see how much it has expanded since my college years of the 2016-2017 um, yeah. groups. Yeah. yeah, it definitely has. I mean, just from the years from when you graduated to now, our classes, I think like some of my classes now, there's about like 30 of us and there's maybe like two extra classes. So it's definitely grown and Dr. Kim has done an amazing job just with getting us opportunities, bringing people to talk with us. So it's definitely grown. I'm excited for it. It's amazing. Yeah. All right, next question. So what are your current job responsibilities now at Johns Hopkins? Yes, so it's kind of funny. A lot of people ask me what I do and I feel like I'm always having a hard time explaining my position, but basically I have all the responsibilities underneath the sun, it feels like. When I applied, the responsibility list was 40 bullet points. And I know that kind of scares some people, but as an assistant coach at Cortland and Muhlenberg, I was doing the same things, but with X's and O's and recruiting on top of it. So it's really a jack of all trades, but now I do everything but the X's and O's and the scouting and the recruiting, um, which were just not my passions within the sport. Mine was really trying to connect with the players and making them the happiest um, they can be with ordering uh, food, travel arrangements. Um, I run our social media accounts. Um, I work with our budgeting office of um, purchasing and things to that nature. Um, one of our biggest um, responsibilities as a director of operations is um, running our Cornish Lacrosse Center facility, which is an amazing feature that we have here at Hopkins. With that, it's just this building alone only houses the men's and women's lacrosse teams. So we are very lucky to have this space and we, we try to um, fill it with the best nutrition the, um, and also like furniture and things like that. So maintaining it and just upgrading different um, requests as days go by is another good feature. Um, and those are just a, a couple of the few things. I know when we're on the road, we have to arrange with buses. Um, I work with the parents for their post-game meals. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot, but it's a fun <laughs> fun time because I go to work every single day. Um, 
and I don't expect the same thing. There's also yeah. always something going on that I was not pre prepared for sometimes, but also I know there's gonna be curveballs coming and that's yeah. what makes it so much more exciting. That's great, that's amazing. It sounds amazing too, and it's fun because it's also something that you know you love to do. You, like you said, you've been playing lacrosse for 12 years, so your passion for it and just being there, and even though it's like not having to be on the coach's side, like you said before at your old job where you were doing pretty much the same thing, just without the X's and O's of the game plan, but it's something that you love, and when you love something to have a passion for it, it makes it amazing. Absolutely, I know. It's the cliche kind of thing saying, oh, you don't, if you love what you do, you don't really go to work, but I have the best um, staff with me also. So even coming in today, we had our own lunch orders, we got our coffee orders together, and we're just, I truly feel like it's a Blue Jay family here, which makes it even better. And I thank Janine Tucker every single day for it, who is our head coach for the women's cross team here. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so with the pandemic occurring, we're now in it within a year now, um, what has been any changes, impacts, or your job, your what you have to do within the women's lacrosse team, just in general, if you have any updates or how things have been changing, really? Absolutely, so it's kind of funny, like looking back at this year, um, I think it has flown by and I know there was a lot of different like roller coaster effects to certain people of not being not working or not being busy and then trying to figure out other things to do with their spare time. I feel like my responsibilities never stopped. There was always something to do and I felt like I was always working even when I did move back to my parents' house for the past for like those eight months that I was home. I just feel like it was ever evolving that I needed to be doing something. Um, I, that could just be my personality, but I also knew like having to keep up with our social media and just being on top of organization through our different servers, just knowing that I was mainly trying to prepare us um, for when we do or we eventually did come back to play um, that we, would, we wouldn't have to worry about those small little details. Um, so that was like the, my my main kind of thinking. We actually, um, when we ended our season, Ohio State was um, warming up on our field and it came full circle because we hired a new assistant coach who was at Ohio State at the time and now she is here with us. Um, oh, wow. So it's kind of funny how that all worked out. Yeah. But we didn't have a fall season at all. So all the training that the girls did was all voluntary, voluntary um, of what they wanted to do on their own. So it's, it's actually really remarkable to see the work ethic and the dedication from their side of wanting to improve, not knowing when their actual day was to come to be able to uh, practice back at Homewood Field. But we luckily, after however, month, however many months, um, we came back and for preseason the beginning of the year and we actually are six games in and we have another season to go in our conference only schedule so it's been pretty exciting on that front just to see how we have ever developed especially with the comparing ourselves to all of our other big 10 components who have been able to practice during the fall and such um, and be around their coaching staff. That was probably the hardest 
part was seeing the coaching staff not being able to be in person with them every single day like they saw their competitors were so we had a lot of zoom sessions um on top of their own um class zooms which i knew could be hard at times but it was what kept us sane to be able to see each other um the two times a week that we were um able to so it was really exciting to see how we were able to be creative on yeah. that front also just different things we worked out our new um identity as a team um a standard of performance um just knowing setting all these values and really getting into the nitty gritty of what they wanted to embody when they eventually got on the field so it was amazing to see the transformation um from that which is it's unique but that's what was necessary and what we yeah. were able to do at the time um so just adapting to that and whatever i always told the coaching staff whatever i can do to make you guys not worry about the um behind the scenes um aspect please just let me know and i know they they tell me sometimes that i take on too much of <laughs> some roles and they're telling me to step back but that was one of the main reasons why i wanted to work for them and to be hired is just to make their lives easier so that's great that's amazing so i know you said the season just started you guys are six games in now right yes. so and then you have a, another season coming up when will that season start now i guess since everything has changed since they weren't even to have their fall season and they're just starting this so like how's their i guess time going to be off from this season now starting to when the next season will pick up um so we will be finishing our second part of our season and that'll be ending around the um end of april the great thing about this season is every team will be in the conference um championship tournament um so we have a a chance uh to be able to play it's right now it's kind of like records technically do not matter to a certain extent because we all will be making it and be able to play and give that one more opportunity but i think it's still hard to tell um how the university will be um reacting for like next steps for come fall and come spring for next year. I'm sure it's going to be a complete 360 from what we are enduring this year. We actually luckily um just started having fall sports come back. Okay. Our baseball team competed yesterday, which was amazing. So coming from the division 1 side, men's and women's across were the only ones who were here originally competing and practicing and then our D3 um sports were able to come back in the past couple weeks and start to compete. So it's been a great transition and I know the university is making steps in progress um just in coordinates with the city of Baltimore but also their own protocols um being on the COVID um task force and being in the front of it all. So it's been um they're making really smart decisions and I know they have a they will be putting in a um a plan going forward post April or May. Nice, nice. Now, can you guys have um like fans in or are they allowed since it is outdoors? I know it's different for each sport, but for now we're seeing with March Madness, some teams they're allowing they have small fans and family members in. So, how's it working for you guys? Great. 
Uh, we actually did not start our season with fans, okay. which is a little different, but we had our fan cutouts, um, which was amazing to see a lot of pups in the stands. Um, but then when we played Maryland, um, not this past weekend, but the weekend before we had a bye week this week, we were able to have uh, fans in our stands, but it was strictly family. Um, each player and staff had four family members that they were allowed to invite. Um, so we were the first event on campus to allow fans coming back, which was amazing. And then men's lacrosse played uh, the day after us and they were able to have family members also. So that was a another great stepping stone in yeah. some kind of normalcy. Yeah, and I'm sure it's great for like the athletes as well to just have that, you know, experience again of just being there with the fans and just making it feel like you said back to some type of normalcy. Absolutely, and we weren't really able to, since we still have our little bubble, like they obviously can't, like we can't have tailgates post game with the fans, yeah. and, but they'll be able to go run across the field and see them at the gate and be able to wave and thank them and but just ha knowing that they're there and supporting them and they're still um cheering for them after goals and such it yeah. was a new like wake up call like oh my goodness i forgot about that <laughs> but it was great yeah nice nice um do you have any current goals for yourself within the season to help make it a great season for the team Absolutely. Um, for us, just from the beginning of the season was just win, 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 win. Um, we haven't been in this conference for a, uh, for that long. And I know we were originally Division Three sport um, and we transitioned to a Division One entity. So we, um, our main goal only is to win right now the conference championship. And then once we do that, go on and win the whole thing. Um, Obviously, I know we want to um, be the best selves and come out of it um, having fun and this, that, and the other, but the main goal is just to win right now. Yeah, sure. How long have you guys uh, been in the Division One conference now? We've been actually in the conference for quite some time now. Okay. We've been in the Big Ten since 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we, they, were, they were in a separate conference, and then it was... Um, independent for a couple of years and then we moved on to Big Ten, which is- Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, what do you think uh, Arcadia gave to you, your experience at Arcadia, how has that helped you with now your current job, you know, with being at Johns, Johns Hopkins and just briefly just talk about that. Yeah. Um, I look back at Arcadia and I always have this sense of thankfulness I feel like I learned so much about myself um, and just growing up into who I am now. And I thank Arcadia every single day for it. It really gave me the um, identity of what avenue I wanted to go in. When I was there, I was a sports information intern, a sports marketing intern. I worked uh, all the game day events, whether it be ball girl on the sideline, working concession stands, um, in the press box. So they gave me a lot of various um, opportunities just to figure out what I want to do instead of them narrowing down of, oh, you should do this, you should do that. Or like, and not really knowing what's out there. Um, at Arcadia, I never knew this position existed. Also didn't know 
what I wanted to be. Um, I always, I just learned that I wanted to be in athletics, but didn't know if I want to go into administration or be on that coaching side. Um, and it really helped me um, showcase the various avenues that I was able to, to take. Did you guys have any like clubs or anything? Like, did you, I know since sport management, the major pretty much just started, but you guys start like any clubs or was it just getting into those like internships that you talked about and just making the connections? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mainly it was just internships for me. I had a couple in the fall, a couple in the spring, um, and they were all unpaid yeah. for myself. I know some people are lucky to get that paid um, view. And I know at the time I was kind of, not getting frustrated, but I'm like, I'm putting so much time in and I'm not getting paid for it. But just knowing that it was all worth it in the end, just to like that experience is valuable in itself, even if you weren't getting that paycheck at the end of the day. It's you were making those networks um, and that other your contacts. Um, and that was the main point of it all. And I think just having that thought in your head, knowing that it's all gonna work out, it's all gonna work out in the end, it truly will. Just with your hard work, your ethic, and then being able to use those experiences to the best of your ability um, and have those name drops if you need to. Yeah, cool. Um, just a quick fun little question for you. Um, if you can remember, what were some of your favorite memories of being at Arcadia? Oh, yes. Um, So best memory, hands down, was my freshman year, which is crazy in itself, just thinking back, like little baby freshman Aaron, um, (laughs) would be my, in the spring semester with the lacrosse team, we were on the freedom side at, at the time. And I know my sophomore year, we were in Commonwealth and now you guys are back in the freedom side. So it's kind of funny how that all works out. <laughs> um, so last time we were in the freedom side of the conference, we were in the conference championship. Mom, the semifinal game, we were play, playing Fairleigh Dickinson and I had the lucky opportunity to score the overtime winning goal that sent us to the finals. Then the finals we played and we won um, the conference championship, which was the most amazing thing ever. And I'm so glad I was able to be a part of that special day and that special season. Um, and then we were able to go on and play in the first round of the NCAAs. Um, so it's definitely a shining moment for myself and for all of those, um, for all my teammates that time around. And I know we'll we'll still be looking forward to another one, um, hopefully come this season and yeah. so forth. Nice, nice. Um, where do you see yourself within five years? Do you see yourself still being, you know, at Johns Hopkins or taking over, seeing yourself just coaching-wise? Just where, do you, where do you see yourself trying to go next for Aaron? Yeah, it's kind of funny because I, I never, I, I was at Arcadia, we always thought about it, like where we're gonna be in the next five years. And when I was at grad school, thought about the same thing. Um, even when I was at my part-time uh, assistant coaching position, that I knew that wasn't like the final kind of role that I was gonna be playing. And going into this director of operations role and getting that admin experience, I definitely want to eventually work my way up. Uh, and help out in administration. Again, I don't really know what title 
um, I want to pursue. So still working out those logistics. Um, so I know you can go into like compliance, your operational standpoint, this, that, and, um, and everything else. But I, I, I'm very happy here in Baltimore right now. Um, I have the amazing coaching staff, like I said earlier. Um, I, I am a homebody. So like I said um, in the beginning that I am from Jersey and I am drawn to the Philadelphia area. But for right now, this, this is home and I'm actually not forward thinking to my next step. Um, I know some may say you, sh you should, but I think this is like the first time I felt comfortable and secured in the role that I actually am in. And I'm, I'm happy with that right now. I know I, I didn't have that feeling the past five years. And just knowing that you'll eventually get to that position, not your first job out of college, not your second job out of college, not your third job out of college. You, it'll take some time and you'll, you will eventually get to that, that point. And then hopefully great things can come from there. Great, nice. Um, what advice or tips would you give to a current college student who's in college right now? Um, is it even your younger self, freshman year, would you give to just, what are the things you should start doing now to prepare to be, have a career in the sport management field? Yeah, um, I think going back to what I earlier um, mentioned about, don't be afraid to get that experience in every single outlet that you have the opportunity to participate in. I know some things like I knew I oh I don't want to go into sports information. I don't want to be an SID, but that could help you in other avenues that you have. Like so I wouldn't necessarily say no if you know that's like automatically a thing. It could help you down the road with a certain context. So I would really look deeper into the certain jobs that are available and like dig deep of what kind of um, skills and lessons and adaptability um, sessions that you could gain from certain experiences. Um, I just wouldn't shut yourself down or like be narrow-minded to um, a very small selective amount of opportunity because I know the sports world is getting larger and there's more interest becoming um, of surrounding it so it, it is having that experience so just don't limit yourself to certain experiences just in case um it doesn't it doesn't work out yeah yeah and with the pandemic now too just even how things are changing from there where we at one time sports was growing but even some things i mean right now it's starting to get back to normal but just the normalcy and that of just how can you know, just college students get out there and find these different internships. Internships now are, are via sometimes are virtual or, you know, it's like we don't have those same experiences. So like, would it just, if you, if you were find yourself in that position, do you know what you would do or how you would like to stand out, you know, be that number one person just to stand out, get yourself out there? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know it is very difficult right now to have those um, standouts and especially if you don't have that experience that I know, again, it's cliche saying, it's all who you know, but ultimately, like, I hate how much it, it's actually a thing, but it, it really, truly is who you know. And I even have some of my, um, my peers who I graduated with or are a year below me reach out and try to just gain help. Like, oh, I'm interested in this position. Can you help me out? Or like, can you set me up with a meeting um, with this certain person? And I, 
obviously I would be happy to do it, but that's the kind of um, resources and um, reach outs that you need in order to get you uh, above the game. And with that, they obviously want your honest recommendation and just knowing that your name's on the line. So if I had my friend who wants me to introduce him to a certain said um, employer, it's my name also on the line. So just knowing that you're gonna put your best foot forward and you will be reliable in that sense if um, next steps happen. Um, but it truly is um, who you know. And I would say I didn't get the Women's Professional Lacrosse League position, position um, through an application or um, an interview, basically. I cold emailed the CEO of the company and was just reached out and say, hey, I'm not even looking for a paid position, but my name is this, this, and this. I have this experience. I really want to get into the professional sports world. Um, I'm available this summer. Please let me know what kind of opportunities um, that you have available that I can get my foot in the door. So even just reaching out, I know um, LinkedIn is a big um, resource through direct messaging of certain companies, but even just going on companies' websites and finding an email um, and reaching out and just giving an introduction of yourself, um, I, that sometimes goes a long way because you never know if that company is in need or you can just be on that wait list yeah. for when they do um, they do are in need of, need of someone. And then you can obviously go from there with what positions they have available. But that's ultimately how I got um, the WPLL position. And then from there, they helped me get to this next step because they knew everyone who worked here just through old relationships and things of that nature. And it just, some, I'm like, I don't even know how that worked out sometimes, but it's just, <laughs> It's just sometimes you just have to be fearless and put yourself out there and not be afraid to for people to say no. For me, I had many, many, many companies um, say no to me in that spring, in the fall leading up to it. Cause I know I was like, okay, I'm graduating from with my master's. I should no problem be able to get a job coming out. And I had this experience. I have all these internships um, from Cortland. Uh, and from Arcadia, so I was like, there's no way I would not be hired. And obviously, like we were talking about, the pool is getting larger and larger. And that is just one thing, you can't be afraid to, that you're gonna, they're gonna say no, and you can't be afraid to put yourself out there. Yeah. Thank you, Erin, I appreciate that. I appreciate your time. Thank you for talking with us. I hope our listeners out there have also appreciated this and learned a lot. If you guys have any questions feel free to reach out to me um, i'm here if you guys need me and thank you so much aaron for your time i appreciate it and thank you and if anyone wants to reach out to myself also uh please feel free yes thank you